Ready, set, go! Welcome back to the EV Diaries, the place where we discuss EVs and their place in small town America. Now, the past couple of days, I have been looking at my co-op's work order estimation process, and it's really taken me out of the EV news loop. I've been looking at Excel spreadsheets for hours and hours at a time. Now, I love Excel, but in this situation, it's a lot like spaghetti. You can't move one piece without moving everything else. One of the things that caught my attention last week was the NTSB's report on the Tesla fatality uh, from March of 2019. Actually, they released a report on um, two Tesla fatalities. Both involved the autopilot. But March 2019 in Florida, um, the autopilot system apparently experienced a critical failure to say the least. And anytime something goes wrong like this, it's a smart thing to stop and evaluate the failure and look for ways to improve. So let's begin by looking at the published timeline. So on March 1st, 2019, it was early morning near daybreak. A truck begins pulling across State Road 7, making a left turn. A car's headlights could be seen in the distance, but the driver of the truck felt like he had plenty of time to proceed with his turn. Four and a half seconds later, one man, the driver of a Tesla Model 3, was killed when the top of his car was shorn off by the trailer of the semi. 12.3 seconds before impact, the driver of the Tesla activated the autopilot's traffic-aware cruise control. 9.9 seconds before impact, the auto steer was engaged. 7.7 seconds before impact, the driver's hands were not detected on the steering wheel by the Tesla's navigation system. Four and a half seconds before impact, the truck driver begins his turn. The Tesla was traveling around 70 miles an hour and the semi about 10 miles an hour at the time of impact. Let's state the obvious here. This is tragic. Um, no bones about it. Anytime a vehicle crash results in injury or death, it's just a tragic situation. But any other car, and this is not news. Of course, autopilot is the center of the inquest here, but even if autopilot was not on, it would have still made national news, in my opinion, just because it's a Tesla. That's the mistake that Tesla has. And the question would have been raised, would autopilot have prevented the accident as opposed to caused the accident in this case? The Tesla driver was clearly distracted. Now, there is no known distractions. Neither driver's phone records indicate any, any other distraction. And I'm not trying to in any way excuse the autopilot failure, but the Tesla driver obviously did not see the truck pull into the roadway. An alert driver that was paying attention maybe, maybe could have slowed down. Speed was definitely a factor. 
I'm sure the posted speed limit on this road was 55 miles an hour or less. And it's just speculation, but perhaps a car going the speed limit may have been able to avoid the collision altogether. The entire scenario played out in less than 15 seconds, which seems quick, but in reality, that is a long time when you're talking about driving. I had a tanker truck this morning pull across in front of me, and I counted from the time it entered the roadway until it cleared the lane, and it was approximately five seconds. I wasn't anywhere near him or approaching quickly, so he was able to complete his turn safely. But our life is made up of a long series of split instances. Typically in this situation, the truck driver would have been found at fault. But clearly, the autopilot feature of this car did not do the job it was supposed to. There was no indication of braking or maneuvering to avoid the collision, and the car traveled just as if it had open road. So, instead of being this a situation where a truck pulled in front of a car, this now becomes a question of why did the autopilot fail? And here begins the discussion. Do the risk associated with autonomous driving features outweigh the benefits? And I'm not going to tell you how I think, but I am going to present, or at least attempt to present, two sides of the argument as I see it. First thing to take in mind is systems fail, period. Sensors fail, people fail, it's an imperfect world. I'm sure Tesla is looking at all of this data and all this report and the available information and seeing what the failure mode was and what steps could be taken to improve the system. Is this acceptable? Acceptable or not, it's a fact of life. Planes on autopilot crash. Planes exclusively under human control crash. Yet we accept this risk every time we get on an airplane. We do that because air travel has been proven to be a safe, effective means of travel. But there's still a risk. We willingly accept pharmaceuticals that have a lengthy list of side effects, including death, because it either fixes an ailment or at least alleviates the symptoms. Many modern medicines are toxic poisons that can cause all sorts of problems. Yet, we accept the risk. And let's face it, autonomous technology exists because of human error. We see this as a chance to let computers to make decisions based on the input that they receive. Computers can respond quickly, but lack intuition. When conflicting inputs come into a computer, it has to search through its programming to figure out how to respond, and sometimes unexpected things happen. I mean, we call them glitches. Um, sometimes machines just stop. Sometimes you get one of two possible scenarios. We just don't know all the time. But that's why we have programmers looking at these things to see how that they can improve the system. It reminds me of the movie War Games with Matthew Broderick and Ali Sheedy. And if you haven't seen it, 
It was made in 1983. Basically, a computer had to learn that no one can win in a global thermal nuclear war scenario. It's available free with your Prime membership on Amazon. Computer glitches happen. This type of glitch happens to people, too. You know, sometimes people can't make decisions. In the classic wisdom of Neil Peart, rest in peace, if you choose not to decide, you've still made a choice. And I'm not saying that's what happened in this case, but it does happen. Look, this technology has been around and developing for years now. Is it perfect? Obviously not. And it won't be. Even if we double the reliability today, at some point it will fail, and possibly with catastrophic results. I can't say if it's worth it or not. It's not my loved one who died in this crash. I'm sure they would tell you it's not worth it. I'm sure their only question in this situation is why. But then again, this week, two Tesla Model Xs, both using autopilot, prevented from slamming into a tree that fell across the road just split seconds in front of their cars in England. It was a 400-year-old oak tree. The cars, each one carrying a family, responded, emergency braking, whole nine yards, and it saved the lives of eight people. I'm sure that they would tell you that it's entirely worth it. But before I go, let's get back to the real root of this, and it is distraction. Like I said, there was no evidence of phone distractions whatsoever, but obviously the Tesla driver was not paying attention. Not saying the accident was his fault. Again, the truck did pull in front of him. However, if he'd been paying attention, he might be alive today. We are distracted, period. And it's not always cell phones. I know that before we had cell phones, I ran off the road a time or two, got over on the shoulder, fiddling with the radio. I know that if you're eating or drinking or anything other than paying attention to the road, you're a distracted driver. Now, phones have just made it easier because we have all this instant access, and I even found myself today sitting at red lights checking my email or the weather. As I was driving, I was listening to a podcast, and my thoughts were such a distraction that I had to go back and adjust my podcast to the last point I remember them discussing, and it occurred to me right then that my own thoughts were a distraction because they were taking me out of paying attention and then adjusting the podcast back. I was distracted once again. The thing is, our brains are always looking for stimuli. Even when we're driving, the act of driving, especially to people that have been doing it for a long time, they get comfortable with it, they get used to it, and the brain gets bored and is looking for something to do. This is my take on it anyway. Even daydreaming can be a distraction. Your thoughts can be a distraction. Again, this is a tragic accident, and clearly the driver of the Tesla had something other than watching the road on his mind. Now, I don't know what that was, but I think I can safely say that something had his attention. That's it for today. Uh, hit that subscribe button. I'm going to be traveling next week, so I'm 
we'll be recording from the road, but we will see how everything goes with that. Also, I am part of another podcast. It's called How to Drink Bourbon, Tequila, and Other Spirits, which you should not be doing while you're operating an EV. If that's something you think you would like to listen to, I invite you to uh, check us out. We don't post nearly as frequent as I do here, but uh, we always have a good time. The EV revolution is here. And remember, life is a dangerous sport. So hug your loved ones often because life is worth the risk. Mm -hmm.